Good morning and welcome to the Central Baptist. Let you all know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham Hotspur are shit. Welcome back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast. Uh, we're here for the match reaction review, whatever you want to call it, for Arsenal against Steve. We beat 1-0. As you can see, I'm joined by Andrew. And as you can see in the background, we're still celebrating Invincible Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. How you doing, Andrew? That's all we can be. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Really, really good. Thank you. Yeah. I was away for the weekend at my niece's wedding, which was fantastic. Arsenal won away and Man City lost. What can more what can you ask for? Apart from Tottenham losing, but never mind. Another week. Another week. And just as he mentioned that Arsenal the Arsenal win, it was an old school Arsenal win. The Jules Graham old school Arsenal win. Yeah. <laughs> Some people didn't like it Tough. really on Twitter, but unbelievable. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, we won't go into specific tweets, but it means Jesus Christ, we can't mm. be happy about that kind of Arsenal win, any kind of Arsenal win, then what's wrong with you? I mean, it's never going to be easy, let's face it, let's get into it. I mean, because I mean, literally had a few hours training after Thursday. You know, it, you know it, we went away to the north of the Arctic Circle, got back late on Friday, had a few hours training, travelled up to um, Leeds on Saturday and had a few hours training in between. I mean, you know, most of the players played some part of the game and uh, we had a really, really tough game a few days before that against Liverpool. But we won all three games, no way, yeah. you know. And Leeds, never, Leeds haven't been beaten at home this season. You know, they're, I don't know what more people want, to be honest. Well, the, just to add on to that, I mean... I mean, we've, we've grown up over the years and seen title winning teams the 89 season, 91 or 89, I was 86 days old, but we won the actual league. But 91, uh, to, um, 98, 2002, 2004, in them seasons, we had these sort of games. But mm. We didn't turn up on the day, but we got the result. We got over the line. We fought and dug deep. And even that. We've seen so uh, Alex Ferguson, he's made United teams famed for it, especially in the yeah. first half of the season. They'd go exactly. away to the last of the Blackburns, get absolutely trounced on performance wise, but they got over the line. They had to know how to get over the line. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like it's, it's an Arsenal only thing. And as I said at the start, it's a, it was a Jules Graham esque old school 1 0 to the Arsenal. And we showed something we haven't shown. And mm. the way, more so in the second half, because once they brought Bamford on and the and they got that dis- the goal that was disallowed, but it sort of gave them a boost and a bit of confidence in themselves. And we sort of 
try to soak up the pressure and try and do them on the count every now and then. And, and you could see certain players were shattered because of the play, the fact they had to play on the first. Exactly. You could tell. I mean, it was right in the second half when um, ball played across. And Granit Xhaka is lunging for the ball, but his body's t- he's like, he's wanted to go for it. You can tell he's trying, but his body's like no, he's on shutdown mode. It's like he's he's using every bit of energy to get to the ball, but obviously, yeah. And people need to realise that players are <laughs> yes, they're athletes, but they are human and. They're not, we're not going to have perfect performances week in, week out. We are going to have these performances, like it or not. Winning the title or not, we're going to have these performances. And that was character building. The way we dug in that second half and got out of there, even with all the, the, the penalty, the non-penalty at the end, and the red card, non-red card, and all that, we still got out. And that mm. that that be more character building for this squad of players. A young team, by the way, majority, second youngest in the league, compared to a normal everyday easy win. Mm. I think you celebrate those wins even harder, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, exactly. than the easy three or four nil wins. You know, because it means even more in some cases. So yeah, I just yeah. think it's um it was a really, really important away win. Like I say, against a good team, played well on the day. They had seven days rest. Yeah, Alex, yeah exactly. Alex is in the chat big up Alex, how you doing my friend? Uh, give me your thoughts in the chat as well about your thoughts on the game, basically, and the controversy that in hell from the start, basically. But oh, no. you mentioned obviously the, the 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 European aspect of basic going all the way to the other side of the um, Norway, basically, and having to come back a few days training. For me as well, to add into that, the disruption at the start of the game. Affected the game, in my opinion, because yeah, because yeah. you, imagine coming, you're coming out at normal, do your warm ups, go in, come out, shake your hands, and all that. You start minute, no, what, ninety seconds into the, into the kick after first um, the whistle's gone for st- to start the match, and the referees gone, the referees grinding the game to a complete halt because all the technology can't communicate with no one. And then you're waiting around. You're there, the players are there six, seven minutes waiting around. That, Passing the ball about, but nothing major. Waiting, waiting, and they're getting told, in you go, come on, in you go. And then they have to come out again, or was it 11 to 17 minutes later, to then warm up and then play, warm up for another 15 minutes, and then go again. Mm. That must, for both teams, obviously, not just Arsenal here, but especially as we had decided midweek game, <coughs> that would have thrown our initial plans out the window, I think. And even yeah, though I was there, trying to refocus the players, like, look, calm, it's, it, this is completely unnormal, but we need to focus on what we've got to do. In exactly, the first half, yeah. I mean, again, in the first half, it was pretty much pretty similar. As we mean, Gary mentioned this yesterday, pretty similar to the first day. The first half, we came out, dominated the possession, created chances, took a chance in the end. And then the second half came along, and we all know what happened in both games, but we got out of there. Um, but my point is we create that we did create chances the game should have been out of sight we'd scored more of our chances 
But the second, what was your thoughts on the first half in general? Just uh, once it eventually got underway, forty-five minutes later. <laughs> well, I watched sort of... it back again today because um, I was listening to the first half, and um, before managed to watch the second half, uh, caught a stream. Um, but I watched it back again today, and I thought the first half we thought we were quite it's quite even really. I thought we, uh, yeah, we played pretty well first half. Um, yeah, but both teams had chances, but I thought we were fairly steady to be honest with you. Um, mm. despite that, all that messing around at the beginning, and it's quite funny because uh, the what was I watched it on the Arsenal website today. And Nigel Winterburn was co-commentators, and obviously the old school Nigel was saying, "I can't believe that they're not carrying on." There's, there's a referee into two linesman, so they can they know how to referee games. Just why don't they just carry on? It's so stupid. Blah 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 blah. And all, thank God he didn't do that afterwards. With yeah, that's it worked out. Thank God it didn't go out with, without VAR, it would have been a nightmare. Um, but yeah, I thought the first half was quite even. I mean, the goal was. Unbelievable finish. I mean, it's just fantastic. Mm. I mean, for everyone that was saying Saka's off form, Saka's not doing it, well, he's won us the last three games on the trot. Yeah. Basically. Literally, you can't argue that. Won us the game against Liverpool, won us the game away in Norway, and won us the game, well, game away at Leeds. So, considering he's out of form, he's not doing bad, is he, the lad? Um, no, the thing with Saka... Uh, yeah. We mentioned it before with Saka. So um, he's a he's twenty one years. He's just turned twenty one. Since he was 17, 18 years old when he broke into the team, he's carried this team. The second the team's caught up with him in terms of ability and output and everything, start of the season he, he goes under the radar because he can do that now because you've got Azadu, Zinchenko, Partey, Xhaka, Martinelli now up to his levels as well. You've got players around him now that are of his level, or it would be a bit more, a bit more basic. So he can take a few games to ease himself into the season. Now he doesn't have to hit the ground running straight away. And now we're seeing the fruits of that because, as you say, for the last three games in all comps, he's he stepped up for us when we needed it. Mm. Exactly. But hey, he's out of form. He's not good enough. Apparently, <laughs> or in, in uh, Southgate's case, oh, fantastic! You're scoring goals, left back. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, what a finish! Though. I mean, unbelievable. It's with his weaker foot and all. Yeah, actually, with his weaker foot. So there's some good performances in the first half. Near post as well. Nothing, mate. Nothing majorly special, but it was some good performances. Everyone was playing half decent stuff. And let's remember, after even go back to obviously the um, the Wenger days, we really struggled very often. Um, on the days after, you know, the, the immediate match after a European away day, especially, we regularly got turned over, you know, after um, whether it's Champions League, whether it was Europa League, whatever, in his last, mm. you know, actually, he didn't, he didn't manage us in the Europa League, did he? Maybe one season? I'm losing uh, track two, now. Uh, two seasons in Europa with Yeah. So, oh, straight after a, a, a European game, the next okay. match we struggled. Um, no, one, one the Europa League season, sorry, and the Europa yeah, Cup. Yeah, I thought it might be. Um, 
So it's always going to be quite difficult, especially after that playing on, on a plastic pitch as well. And then you have to go back mm. to your regular pitch. And like I said, with just a few hours training in between, that was it, really. I think it's probably just had a bit of a kickabout <laughs> on the uh, Saturday morning, maybe before they headed off mm. to stay overnight in Leeds. Um, but uh, yeah, the first half was like, was pretty good. I think it's, been, it's a shame we couldn't have gone in couple of goals to the good but I was still happy that we went in ahead to be honest with you mm. but then obviously the second half started and I, I don't know what you think but that goal that they scored 45 seconds whatever it was into the second half I uh, I thought it was a really soft foul everyone was saying no 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 it's a foul definite foul foul I, I thought we were so lucky to get away with that I don't know about you but You've got to use that rule once again. You've got to use the rule as what would have happened, how would we have felt if it was at the other end? Yeah. And if we'd got denied that goal, I would have been fuming. Absolutely fuming. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if it was a foul, it was a very, very soft one. I mean, let's face it. But I obviously I'm not complaining in the slightest, but we had a bit of luck there. We definitely had a bit of luck there. What do you think? Rubber of green again, again. It's about we said it last week. It's about time we started getting that rubber of green. I mean, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. But how many, what how many seasons we've had VAR? Not, not talking about VAR now because we used it, we used it yesterday. We still on obviously. Um, how many times has the, the system screwed us since it's been implemented? Mm. When I say the system itself, I mean the officials running it and all that. They've always found a way. I mean. It's debut season with two 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 against Palace at home. Uh, the Socrates scores a uh, when it meant to be a winning goal. Yeah, yeah. Gets brought back for a foul on from Chambers. Well, in fact, as you look back at it, it was Chambers getting fouled by two players. Yeah, I know I things know. like that. There's other things like Soc- again Socrates against Sheffield United. His shirt's being pulled the exact same way. Mo Salah was getting pulled a few weeks ago against Arsenal. Prior to mm. that. Mm. So it's about time that things actually worked out for us in that way. Yes, it was, soft. it was It was extremely soft. I was surprised it got turned over when I watched it because I was behind Gary. I mean, I, when I was watching I was it in real time, I thought, oh, that's a goal. You know, good goal. It was, <coughs> oh, then they showed, then it, you know, all the kerfuffle started happening. I'm thinking, oh, what's happening yeah. here? Is it offside? Is it, what, what's happened? And then they said, it, you know, it's a foul. I just looked it back. I thought, wow, got away with one there. And I put it on Twitter, got away with one there. Hmm. And then I watched it back again today. I haven't changed my mind. I think it's we we're very, really lucky. With I, literally, that one. So, I literally said yesterday as well to Gary, that's a warning sign. And need, now they need to wake up because, as you say, 45 seconds or so into the actual second half. And we went, our, our defending was luck, luck, non existent in that moment. And that's that should have been a warning sign. But as I say, as I said earlier, it sort of perked, it got the Leeds fans going. There was the players fed off. Down. Exactly. Yeah. They, well, they believed it. They believed they could get us at all sudden. And it was just like, okay, hands to the, hands to the uh, football now. We need to hold on, hold on to this and try and get them on the count when we can. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, like I said, watched it back. I think that it was messy the second half, we were, and that really, really g'd them up rather than giving up to kick up the arse. Hmm. It jigged them up even more, and that set the tone for the second half. That that yeah. that disallowed goal. Yeah. And like I said, it looked it looked really messy at times, and we weren't cohesive. We couldn't string passes together. We kept giving the ball away. 
but we still defended, I thought, really resiliently. And once again, you know, I think Gabriel's come in for some real criticism. I think he was fantastic. Yeah. And funnily enough, did you notice that Arsenal put out a tweet after the game with mm. Gabriel saying how beneficent he was with all the all his stats basically from the game? They could see it coming because of what happened <laughs> in about the, the, end, what, yeah. the English, right at the end of the game. Um but he was throwing himself in front of things. I mean Aaron Ramsdale, brilliant, one of his I think he's probably his best game of the season so far. Yeah. Um but Gab, yeah, I think Gabriel was a man mountain. But the defence as a whole weren't like completely controlling the game that they have been this season, but they were defending with everything they had. You know, and I think they did really, really well. Which is why another reason why I love these kinds of wins and kind of performances, because that old phrase, you know, the backs to the wall type of game, um, coming out of there with that win was, was, was so impressive. But um, yeah, first half, pretty decent second half we can keep talking about it but um it was messy mm. it was nerve-wracking um and we had a couple of more, more than one slice of luck really as it goes well, on yeah and as we're talking about like colin in the chat big up colin new to, looks like he's new to the new stuff to the channel says we have we've been feasting on our feasting on our luck however a very wise man once said he'd rather be lucky than good was that you, Colin? You're the very wise man. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it to me, mate. It seems like it to me. Uh, Stefan says uh, luck runs out while after a while and deficiency gets exposed. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, const- I mean, I don't think yeah. there's any kind of deficiencies. I just think we are really tired. We're running on energy at the moment, like low energy. Uh, I don't know how many games we've had this month so far. I've lost track. Uh, I was going to before the. Tottenham, we've had Liverpool, we've had. What was Bodo the first Klimt. game of the month? Was it was Tottenham, Tottenham definitely the first game? Tot- right, Tottenham was the first game. Yeah, Bodo glimpsed at home, Liverpool, yeah, yeah. Bodo away, and now Leeds. Yeah. That's five. We've still got to play PSV midweek, Southampton, PSV away, and Nottingham Forest before yeah. the end of the month. Yeah, that's nine so, games in the month. So considering that we've won every single game so far. I don't think we're doing too bad, really. And three games yeah, in seven cool. days. Is, is, I don't care what anyone says. It's, it's a tough, tough ask, especially when you consider it was Liverpool, which was obviously a really taxing, demanding game. Mm. And then that trip away, I knew it was going to be a real, real nightmare. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's. Well, I think we've done well. And I, 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 we've been playing brilliantly this season. And, yeah, I think it's... We are starting to, um, you know, show signs of fatigue, but I think that's natural. Um, the, the week that we've had, so um, yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be a bit <laughs> easy, bit easier this week because we've got obviously PSV at home. Yeah, so no travelling. That's yeah, that's, that's one plus, I suppose. And Southampton ain't that far even on Sunday. Um, let's just go back to the game. This- Oh, the goal gets the goal gets disallowed. We think no, okay. We look at we count our blessings and all that kick up the arse as we were saying before, with hope. Still keeps getting it doesn't it doesn't get better, it doesn't get better. And about 10, 15 minutes later, the pen, a penalty's given out and out of for me out of nowhere because 
in the in the in the in the real life, like the real moment of the game, it's like you don't you see the ball coming, you don't actually see the hand at the ball, and until you see the replay, it's a, yes, it might have been, yeah, it did hit his hand, but was it deliberate? Also, yeah. when they went to VAR to check this, I don't know if you've got meant if you noticed this, but there's a, they were offside in the build up in the immediate. Yeah, that... To it, to the cost so, going so in. That's the thing, right? That's the thing. It was a definite penalty, hundred percent. He knew it as well. You watch his yeah. initial reaction straight immediately after it. You could tell he think he knew he'd done he'd done it. Mm. But he moved his hand to the ball, so that's a, a that's not you know not even a question to me that that's a penalty. But should it have even been allowed because it was a hundred percent offside. Now, whether it's the first stage or second stage of play, blah, blah, all this rubbish that they come out with nowadays, we had the goal disallowed against Man United for something that happened way before the actual goal itself. Yeah. You know, with that supposed foul that Martin Odegaard did. Yeah, foul. And I just don't understand what, why that was allowed to continue. Because they were blatantly offside. Uh, so it wasn't like it was it's like, really odd. It wasn't like it was offside in a different in a different phase of play. In the immediate phase of play that led to the cross coming in. I know. The a player, a little, I don't know who it was in the end, I can't remember who it was. But he's blatantly offside. And what would have gone to VAR, they're looking at the handball, but then why are they not checking? They, you see it every now with what was it yesterday against uh, Liverpool v City? In the Man City's disallowed goal, they checked. They checked two things: the if Holland had fouled the goalkeeper, and then literally like thirty seconds before, did he foul Fabinho? Mm. So they can do it. They have done it. Not, not just yesterday in that Liverpool game. They don't before. So why did they not go back? And I'm, I think Liam mentioned. He mentioned it on Twitter, and I also said that it's, it, it seems. <laughs> That they're out to fuck us over, one, trying to fuck us over one way or the other. That the people <laughs> yeah. talk about luck and all that, but it just yeah. seems that moment you're looking at it, you're thinking the only logical reason that they didn't pull Paul Tierney, by the way, who's in charge of VAR yesterday. So when I heard a name, I was like, oh, no surprise there with his reputation of Arsenal in recent months. Um, but it just it, it seemed it, it doesn't just seem at the time, but it seems now if they can get an opportunity. The weasel out or something and try and get throw us under the bus and cause us aggro. They're gonna they're gonna do it to us and we need to sort of not give them that excuse basically that we did yesterday. But then Bentford steps up, skews the penalty wide, but Rav, Ramsdale goes the right way. So I think if he, even if it's I, on target, Ramsdale's saving it. I do actually Couldn't think Ramsdale would have saved it from He's I watched it I watched a replay two or three times. <laughs> Again, afterwards, and he's he definitely covered that post. I do think he would have yeah. tipped it wide, funnily enough. Um, very, very close, if not. But um, mm. Marjorie Winterburn was convinced they were going to get him to retake it because of encroachment. He was not celebrating the miss until the goal kick had been taken <laughs> because he was that of he was that convinced. Uh, that it was going to be retaken for, for encroachment. 
they were, you know, that was good. That it wasn't at least. Yeah, I did but the penalty. That. I was quite absolutely right. The penalty shouldn't have been given, but you know, the handball was a definite handball. Again, yeah, there's know. no dispute that. Yeah, there's no, there's no way that you could say, oh, we didn't mean it, or his hand was just there, or something like that. He moved his hand to the ball, and he knew yeah. that he'd done wrong as well. So. Um, yeah, but I don't think the penalty should have been given. So in the end, justice was was served, basically. Yeah, I, I and we weren't that, lucky I, in that respect there, because yeah, no. he missed the penalty. Uh, what, he wasn't lucky. It was, it was no. more like, yeah, we we got we, justice was served in the end, basically. Yeah, exactly. And what I liked most about it was, as you say, Ramsdale gets up once he knows the goal kick's been given, and he goes directly to. Uh, Patrick Bamford in his face starts screaming in his face. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, that's my goalkeeper. <laughs> if you Patrick Bamford is really, you think Patrick Bamford is well overdue a haircut as well? I mean, what's going on there? <laughs> is he, is well, he's been into that long. He's probably hasn't had a haircut since he last scored in the league. Yeah, and, that's, and what just, that's what I was going to say. He's not having a haircut until he next scores a goal or something. That must be what it is. <laughs> Tom Huddleston did that a whole years ago, didn't he? He like, he went for he went for a phase. He was like he was that whole. He was like, I'm gonna grow my hair until I score a goal, whenever that may be. I will not grow my I will not cut my hair. It, it yeah. really got. It's, it's about eight foot long now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> out of control. Um, so I loved that. And again, I, and I said again, I said this to go. I said okay, that's a second warning now. Can we please wake up? And people in the chat are going, "Wake up, Arsenal! Wake up!" You know, I, honestly, I, I just think the tank was virtually dry. We just looked really knackered. Yeah, that's my opinion again today. When I was watching it back, I think it's just we really looked like we were just a, a yard slower than we have been all season. And I think I genuinely think that that trip that we took on Thursday. It really took it out of us. I really genuinely do. Um, even though we had a much changed team, most players played at some point during the game mm. with the, the subs and everything. And the journey itself is not going to have uh, done us any favours. So the fact that we managed to hold on for the win, I think is, is a massive testament to the, the squad, to be honest. But yeah, we couldn't get control of the game. No matter how hard we tried. I mean, like I said, they had a week to prepare for this. Yeah. They were playing really well. I think it's the best I've seen them play this season, I have to be honest. Um, they were first to everything. They were winning all the second balls. We, they were forcing into forcing us into mistakes. We were trying and trying and trying, but nothing was coming off. It's just one of those games where we just had to dig in. We genuinely just yeah. had to dig in. And um, we found it really tough. No. So I was just reading Stefan's comment. He says, "As a metalhead with wrong hair." I take no offence to that. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, he takes offence to that. <laughs> well, I said he's only eight eight foot long. I mean, that's great. I didn't say it's a bad thing. <laughs> oh, you're on about Bamford, yeah. You're on about Bamford. Well, I'm on Bamford, but he... no. Um... I don't no. think Bamford's a metalhead, though, mate. He's like from a rich, very, very rich well, to family. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine that he'd be into. Um... That I, I'm sure he's brought up. Life. I think he's brought up on chamber music in his household. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a question from Connie. Says the elephant in the room. Question: When do we stop dismissing Gabriel Mags having real bone-headed moment? The See, thing that's... is, we're getting to this now. Up till that moment at the end, there, it's magnificent. Literally two magnificent minutes prior, game. I said in the stream, 
Gabriel's been fantastic in the back line. He's been fantastic. Solo's what consistent. He's been reliable. And then obviously we, we saw what happened. And again, but you never connected with him. Though. No, this is the this is the thing for me. He he was the one that's failed. He's gone down naturally. Gone down. No it, way is he fought. He's not thrown himself. He's gone down naturally. He's let something extended, and I think no. And uh, and Bamford acts like he's been sniper from the fucking crowd in Rose exactly. Z. Exactly, it was dead more heavy. What, what got, Do you know what, what as well? Really he, he, sw- he, he did swing his leg out, but he, he forcibly stopped himself. You could see <laughs> he tried to sort of not make shoulder. contact because he realized in a split millisecond what he was if doing. Make, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it was stupid to sort of swing his leg out to start off with, but you could see that he realized, like I said really quickly that I shouldn't be doing this and he stopped. Yeah. He never made proper contact with Bamford whatsoever. You know, you know what it reminded me of? Vieira Van Nestroy in 2003. Yeah. Vieira yeah, goes... He's fouled, he's down on the floor and Vieira... is different though. Vieira actually does swing a leg in mid-air. Doesn't, no wind, there's like that, not much of a gap between the hit, the, his studs and Van Nestroy. Yeah. Van Nestroy goes... <gasps> like, he's been, like he's been studded in his... Fucking stomach. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, exactly. um, no, as I say, Bamford play acting hacked me off. And then what done, what made it even worse for me, the referee goes over, speaks to he's a he's a he's a lines, linesman at the time and the one that was nearest. And instead of going, okay, you've you said what you've got to say, go to VR, right? Uh Paul Tini, like, Paul, this is what we've discussed, this is what so and so saying, can you confirm that your end? Before you, he doesn't even do that. He goes, okay, red. Yeah, and he has to be sent. He has to be sent again. Why is it they have to be sent over? Why can't they use common logic? And as I say, go to the person in the air and go, right, da 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 da. Is this is this what has happened? Just to confirm, let's make sure he's seen what he's seen is right, and then wait. And if he if he and if he, if the official uh, his story is wrong. Then the referee going gets up like he's made a mistake. Go over to the screen. I'll show you what's actually happened. Yeah. Why can't they but, do that? Because the, the drama that caused for what three, four well, minutes. Exactly. And the annoying thing is, though, he's still stuck with his yellow card for Gabriel, and nothing for for him. <coughs> this is all he like made getting... the he made the initial cynical pushing you know, foul in the first place. Properly ran into him with his shoulder and pushed him at the same time, knocked him flying over, and then he faked being injured, and he never yeah. got anything. This is I don't get you got the red the red initially before they went to VAR, red card penalty right, but he gets sent over. He then comes over and says no red card, it's a booking, no penalty. Why is he being booked? Then? He must. The only thing I can presume is foul language or something like that. Possibly because no. if, if it was yeah. if it was still a booking, then he might have, it should have been a penalty, surely. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, so in that the logic, you must it must be a ill discipline basically, just for the discipline. But then the discipline does the discipline doesn't get out of control the way it allegedly would have done if they've ever done his job in the first place. Then, and not just took the word of one person and gone. Okay, we got the, we got the system. Not doing rugby. I mean, like, I keep saying this, I watched, I watched rugby, you know, watched it for years. They've had, they've had their version of VAR for years now. It's always the case, no matter what. It, if, even if they've seen something, he'll go 
if he, he's 100% sure he has seen something that is illegal, he will stop the game and he'll go, all right, so-and-so up, upstairs, right, so-and-so, right, this is what I've seen. Red number eight, taken on, spear tackled so-and-so. But it looks like it has. Can you confirm that's the case? And then show me the big screen. So if, and also everyone in the crowd see, in the stadium sees it as well. And they can mm. hear the communication back and forth. Then afterwards, ref, he's shown it. He goes, okay, may have made a mistake. Or, no, I'm right. So it's a red card then. Done. Mm. Why couldn't it? Again, we've got four or five years of this VAR system. And it's and, uh, still no improvement in that side of things. Exactly. Exactly. But let's go back to the initial question as well. Sorry, about... Yeah. Gabrielle's mistake, <coughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm not, and once again, I'm not um, saying that I want anything bad to be said. I will never say anything bad about William Saliba. But again, he made a couple of mistakes himself. Again, he gave away the penalty. He miscontrolled that ball, which led to Aaron Ramsdale having his nuts, you know, completely yeah, I've smashed in with a full ball. Oh my god! I forgot about that for a second. <laughs> Honestly, that was like that was really brave because the way he carried on for a few seconds after that and dived yeah. on the ball again, he must have been in agony for him because that was full on smacked right into his testes. But um, yeah, but he gave that ball away. He gave away the penalty. You know, but no one will say a bad word against Saliba. So Gabriel had a a fantastic game to. to for my liking, he had a he was probably our best defender on the day. Tommy Asu was thought was a bit shaky. It wasn't his best game by any stretch of the imagination. He his passing was not up to scratch. But again, oh, again no one, no one was he really. Got played in, he got played on a Thursday, so he's 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 travelled out, played, travelled yeah. back, he's jet lagged. Exactly. So uh, no one had a great game, but I don't yeah. I don't see why everyone seems to want to go on to. Gabriel every single day at the moment. Well, especially, he was brilliant. Well, especially, especially in the end, when it comes out, he was innocent. He yeah, was exactly. In, in the in the incident, the one incident he was involved in, that you could say it was a negative, could have been a negative. It turns out he was actually he was being wronged by Patrick Bamford for crying out loud, and then the initially the officials. Hmm. He was actually the, the innocent party. In that sense. Yeah. As I said, prior to that, literally seconds prior, I'm praising Gabriel for his performance at yesterday. So, but it, it's the same as you say, one little mistake now. He could have a fantastic game, one little mistake, everyone's on him. Exactly, yeah. But why do we have, we've mentioned this for the last few weeks and it's getting a bit repetitive now, but why do we have to have a scapegoat? No matter what, there's got to be a scapegoat in the squad that, we, that if he has an off game or he Whatever you got to think, he has to be singled out, and when he does well, he can't. It doesn't get the praise he he merits. Yeah, I don't see why that uh, Bamford didn't get a yellow as well, though. I really don't. That was bizarre. I don't. Get, I initially thought he had been because wait, because the ref got the card out, and as I saw Bamford go, I thought, like that. so I thought he got the yellow, but then I found out he wasn't. I was like, what? And why is he? Oh, whatever. But it's just. <laughs> But as you say, the only logical reason for him, for Gabriel to be David to be booked will feel discipline because everything else. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, I, I think the if it'd been a book, if it'd been a book in forty incident, then you've still got to get the penalty then. Well, exactly, yeah. Because it's in the box, so it's, it's a strange one. But I think um, overall, to summarise a lot of the, what's happened, the, all the correct decisions were made. Thank God, after they finally they got that VAR connection back. Mm. God forbid that they hadn't. Um, oh, we were screwed. We would be screwed back. Clearly, but <laughs> but those decisions, you know, could have gone either way on, on a lot of cases. And mm. um, the only surprising thing is that we finally are getting the the correct decisions go for us. Because, like you said earlier in the show, it's been a long time coming. You know that that's the case. We've been on the end of so many bad decisions. Mm. in the past so it's nice that finally it's not it's not even like my, my show like last week was called lucky not lucky it's the same thing again because it could be seen as so oh, we've been lucky but we weren't really because all the correct decisions were made like i said you know there's a few that you know that comment you had up on the screen before mm. if it was the other way around with the bamford and gabriel situation if it was Jesus and one of the opposition defenders would be screaming because you do because you will you want everything to go for your team but in the end of the day it was the right decision that was made it would have been a soft penalty to have been given but of course we would have been screaming for it but uh, I do think that it was the right call and um, it could have gone either way so in that way it's just surprising more than, you know, lucky. So you can't say it's lucky because it was the right thing to do, but it's surprising that we have continued to get the same, the right decisions made for us for two weekends running now. So, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the surprising yeah. thing for me. Uh, yeah, look at this other comment up from Colin. So he says, not, not on him. I'm just hoping these, the, the moments are getting coached out coached up by because Gabby mm. has these brief moments the, this season where he is very costly and luckily we have been able to overcome it. I mean, Fulham game, yeah. Fulham, he made a mistake from Mitrovic, but you, you, him and the team, got, the team got behind him, fans got behind him, rectified it, scored a winning goal and yeah, it was a one brief moment there. Most recently, Tottenham at home. The penalty wasn't solely on him. What was he to do? If he didn't, if he doesn't go yeah. and do what he, if he doesn't make the challenge for the ball, Richard basically got an open shot at goal, basically. From my yeah, it, it was also on Jacka for that one as well because of that yeah, gave a, the ball away that loose touch. Yeah, it's a, it a poor touch, and he said he's trying to rectify it, but he misjudged by a split second. He's challenged. Nothing he can do there. And then yesterday he got wrong. He, he was he was being set up basically by the lead attacker and the officials initially mm. until VAR got involved and said you've made a mistake. You need to look at this. This is what's happened actually. And then they rectified it, sort of. Another thing, his passing is really underrated as well. Hmm. His passing is absolutely been bang on the last few games. These long passes out. It, it wasn't as good yesterday. As it was against uh, Liverpool, for example, that was really overlooked against Liverpool. Um, but it's, yeah, I think he's been really good all round. But regarding that last comment as well, 
um, that's on the screen. We know yeah. that they are, they do this sort of thing now. After watching All or Nothing, we know that they do the one-to-one coaching and look at the player's game and where they can improve, the mistakes they've been making, etc., and talking to them about it. So we know that that will be going on behind the scenes. He's definitely uh, definitely a young enough player. We've said this several times, but he's, he's still a very young defender at 24. Um, nowhere near his peak as a central defender. So we know that that can be coached out of him. We know that... Um, the fact is, also, I've I heard this stat that he's played the last 42... Started the last 42 Premier League games for Arsenal. Mm. And you do not do that for Arteta unless you are doing what he wants you to do. So he is uh, obviously doing well by our, by Mikel, by the manager, and uh, he'll be doing everything he can to improve him as well as a player. So I'm sure that they'll, they'll be working on all his shortcomings mm. and the areas of improvement yeah. with him on a one-to-one basis as well as on the training pitch. I mean, Colin makes a good point here. He says, I do believe that, that his mistakes are more, yeah. are more noticeable because we are fascinated with Saliba's class. Yeah, and with Saliba, and I don't want to sound derogatory about Saliba. Saliba's been immense. I can't stop you know, going on about how good he is, can I? I mean, every yeah. podcast we do, we talk about him, but you know, <laughs> he's been making mistakes as well. But then no one has been pointing out any of his mistakes whatsoever. Like I said, just yesterday alone, two two big mistakes, you know, one for the penalty and one where he lost the ball and let uh, Bamford run in on goal for a shot. So, you know, he's obviously can't do any wrong at the moment. And fine, just great. I, I, don't, I don't want to come, you know, criticise him. But let's, let's get behind Gabriel as well, for crying out loud, because he's equally as... A really commanding young centre back, and we're lucky to have him. So, um, yeah, let's just get behind him as well. No, yeah, one of the, again, one hundred percent. We'll do our bit here, but yeah, I think we made a good comparison last week on the podcast on here on this channel with about Saliba and uh, Gabriel about them being yeah. the modern day, our, our modern day Tony and uh, Tony Adams and um, Martin Keown. Martin Keown. Yeah, Martin Keown's more of a Gabriel in terms of heart, hits, hits his emotions out more on the yeah. pitch. Very emotional player. Stephen yeah. Tony, calm, collective, and will lead by example sort of defender. Yeah. Um, Kendall's got a question though. Big bit up before he says, "What's your view on Hull cheating all season when one of their goals has been bigger all all year?" I don't know if you know because obviously it was, it was a, a wedding all this weekend, but basically, yeah. Whole play Birmingham <laughs> City, and yeah, the goal they put a they're messing, they've measured the goals or whatever. They realised one goal's bigger than the other, so they literally got the. I've seen the pictures as well. They've got the what the goal that was bigger out of the ground, got a, a, a saw out, and they're on the pit sawing the goal down to be the right <laughs> side. I think that's been an all season thing. Oh my god! But no one's noticed until now. I know, how weird. Oh. I never, I know. First, I've heard of it, mate. If um, Arsenal, mate, all got to say, if Arsenal done it, it'd be all going off. Why have they only made one of them bigger? Like I mean, they've got to play in both ends. So why is only one bigger? I don't get see what they get out of that. I mean. No idea. <laughs> no idea. 
But it's all saying, if it was if it was at the end, it's an it's Arsenal's goals involved. And they're too big. It would be all be kicking off or too small, one being too small and one being too big. We'll be absolutely stalled by the press and going level. Believe me. I don't I don't quite get what they would get out of having one of their goal oh. bigger. It's a really strange thing. Oh, I don't know. I've no I, I can't answer it. I don't know. I don't know, I don't no, know I mean, the logic that, either. That's absolutely right. But the, the, what I'm saying, Colin, is let's do that for every player. Yeah. And I know that he did get backed when he got um, yeah. Ryan said uh, the, the mistake he made against Fulham. But let's keep doing that. Let's keep doing that with all of our players. Yeah. Not just not just one or two that are our favourites. Let's do it for all of them throughout this season. In this season, you know, well, not more than ever because we should do it every season. But with the situation we're in, we're going to need to be like that with our players all season long. It's going to be a long, hard season. And the way that it's going... It's going to be really, really exciting as, as it progresses as well. So they're going to need all the backing they can get. Yeah. And with regards to Steve F's next comment, saying Tony yeah. Adams, calm and collected, but on the pitch, we on the pitch. yeah. You, you need to watch that podcast show back. Yeah. We you know we explained it in a bit more detail. But compared to Martin Keown, Tony Adams was a lot more calm and collected on the pitch. Yes, not talk about other stuff. Yeah. But... Big up, to exactly. Tony, big up to Tony Adams, actually, by the way. Doing it, obviously, Strictly Come Dance got through again last night. Apparently, he's still in, yeah. Yeah, got through. And uh, he did it, what was it, this this Saturday, just gone on, it, on that show. He basically, he dedicated that dance to everyone, all his fans and family that got behind him and supported him over the years and gave him a reason to, in his words, a reason to live mm. and keep going. And then, and then from, from that, the support he's got offline, online, sorry, from the from fans, from Arsenal fans and non-Arsenal fans, etc. has been apparently overwhelming. And he's put another tweet out today saying thank you for the support again. It means a lot. And in this time apparently, of health and all that. Apparently, I've not seen, I've only seen one clip of his, one of his performances, the full Monty one. Yeah. But from what um, friends have said, he is actually improving week on week on week. And mm. um, people were, completely snagging him off for still being in there because can't dance, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and someone, I just saw one reply, and I, I haven't got the name, so I apologise, but someone replied and said, well, hang on a second, this is a dance show where you're encouraged to vote for people who are improving and working really hard week on week on week, and that's exactly what he's been doing, so where's the problem, you know? Well, so, yeah, is thing. people rather, are getting I'd, behind him. You know what, I'd, I'd, again, take I'm, Take my bias out of the equation. I'm an Arsenal fan, obviously. Tony Adams, the first Arsenal captain. Take that out of the equation, and obviously inspired by the channel. I'd rather someone like him be in this, be in this sort of show, and from day not be one of those from day one can dance, can do this, can do that, tens, ten, all that sort of. Someone that works their way in, and while they're working their way to improvement. As you saw the full Monty <laughs> week two, that's, that's brilliant. That the entertainment factor he brings mm. that entertainment. Matt, was it? Um, well, you cannot open, underestimate. Open, his open, guts. He's, he's mocking. He, he's mocking himself in terms of the, the Granada training session at one point. Yeah, yeah. But well, he's you, really, you he's can't bring entertainment. You, but he's I mean, improving. You, 
how much does it show what guts his determination he's got to actually do this mm. to actually put yourself out there in front of millions and millions of people every single week to do something you're not very you know you're not very good at to start off with mm. it takes a hell of a lot of courage doesn't it and with everything that he's been through in the past self-hate and you know, through everything, all, the other push problems all of those, well, it takes a big, big, big man to do what he's doing. And I'll tell you what, if it, if it was all down to the public vote, we know that he would win. <laughs> we know it's that Arsenal, Arsenal fans, fans would win all day. He's going to win. Exactly. He's it, it, 100%. <laughs> unfortunately, it's not always down, just down to the public vote, is it? I think it's, 50, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like 50-50 between the public and the and the uh, judges. Yeah, I think between now, week. yeah, between now and the. So he will go out at some point because the judges won't won't want him to win, will they? I mean, let's face it. I mean, but um, yeah, if it was purely down to the public vote, it's purely down to public vote. Arsenal fans would get anyone to any of their players to win anything. Hmm. Uh, uh, one sec, one sec. I've got a few comments here. One sec. Uh, Colin is saying about uh, we talked about Saliba before. Uh, Saliba came back under very different circumstances. I believe that was the reason for the backing. Many wondered if it, if Saliba would ever play for Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, questions from Colin though. Will uh, we will very likely be in a great position on the, on the table come January window? Have we have to hit two good midfielders there? Thoughts get. I'm assuming yes, it means we have to get two midfielders. I um, I would slightly disagree. I I think we need two signings as a minimum. I, but I would say probably one midfielder and one more attacker. Personally, that's what I would like to see come in. If we're being greedy, I wouldn't say no to two midfielders and one attacker. Uh, definitely, but mm. um, more realistically, I would if it had to be, I'll be quite happy with just one on one, but yeah, being greedy, one and two would be great, right? And uh, in an ideal world, it'll be if we could get the three, it'll be yeah, number six or number eight, and uh, a wide player. But um, if there's ever a time to bring forward next summer signings to the window, the January window, it's this season, obviously. Yeah. World Cup going on. We know what we know how we made a mistake last January by not bringing in people, and we paid the price for it later on in the season. We do not want that to, ha to happen this season with the way things are going. So now yeah. is the time to do it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, one sec. He says Tony Tony went through the through the meal. Obviously, you were talking about his, uh, yeah. his playing career and all that. Uh, I left a message for him on his Insta site, and not only did he respond, we had an online conversation. Top man. No, he, he, he is. He does. He's one. He, again, he, as um, my mum would say, he's part of the old school generation. Like, they they appreciate the old the, the, 
the fans and the, not just the fans of the club that's played for, but football fans in general. And if someone reaches out to them, they will make the effort. But mm. they're not mm. they're not one of the uh, they're like the modern day football or ex football they were. So I thought they're at backsides. You'll never hear from them if you reached out to them and made a, and all that. No. He's from back in the day when you used to they used to walk into the ground. I, I used to see players you know, walking into Highbury back in the day. And uh yeah, they used to just happy to stop and talk to you and it's a different world back then. And he's from that generation. So it was lovely. Mm. Really, really I mean, yeah, absolutely mm. top bloke. And like I said, it's not it's you know, unless you've been through the meal yourself with regards to your mental health really badly. And they had um, the equations of these drink and drugs and all that absolutely. stuff well, that yeah. affected the mental health even worse. I mean, you, like I said earlier, you, the, the self-hate that you have and the worthlessness and, you know, you, you feel like no, you know, got no one in the world that understands what you're going through. And yeah, to go come through the other side and to actually be taking part in a, in a program like this, it just shows you that what a man he is. He's putting himself out there to be ridiculed every day by, you know, everyone that is not an Arsenal fan. You know? Anyone that anyone that is not an England football fan or an Arsenal fan, he is putting himself out there to be really ridiculed week in, week out. And it takes a lot of guts and courage mm. to do that. So fair play to him. Absolutely fair play to him. It's not a program I watch or anything like that. And I, I will one day sit down and watch one of his performances just to give him some support. I just haven't had the opportunity to do so and when it's been on the telly. And, but I will do that because he deserves it. No, he does. a human he being. With, with, uh, uh, three dancers in. Always entertainment. He's stripped on. He's half stripped on there. <laughs> <laughs> Live national TV. Again, he's given us entertainment. And then... This week, again, you've seen him. We talked about you've seen any improvement from him and all that. And when, if I don't know if you, you probably, I don't know if you all watched this uh, one previous, but when when they're giving the, the judges comments, goes to oh, it Craig, and Craig's just like he says, as oh, it uh, in, something about in, basically along the lines of improvement. Is it one word uh, response. Someone that was a positive one, it was improved. Some another was of improvement, either way. And Tony Edwards was like, he goes off like he's got a goal, like over, over the place. <laughs> <laughs> he completely forgets himself to the point mm. he actually thought that was done now. Off, off he got up the stairs. He was one other judge. <laughs> he's like, Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. He's like, No, it's fine, it's fine. Da, da, da. Off he go, off he go. <laughs> and he's just he appreciates the, the opportunity he's got. But as you say, he's putting himself out there. It's all one and good playing in front of thousands, like 30, was it 38,000 every week at Highbury, millions on the TV for his country. And, and a profession that he, a profession that he's moulded himself into over his career. But to do something that he's no, um, how can I put this, no training beyond, he's got no background in, in terms of dancing. And he puts himself, he's putting himself out there now, week in, week out, live on air in front of millions of the most popular Saturday night TV I mean, show yeah. in the country. Exactly. Would you do it with no background no. in dance or so? Not enough money in the world. <laughs> exactly. I'll be honest, not enough money in the world, no. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, who, who, 
I mean, that's, imagine that you just put yourself in that position for one second and think, would well, you do it in a million years? And most of us would say, no chance. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't even stand up in a pub, a half-empty pub, and do some karaoke or something like that. We wouldn't have the guts to do that, but let alone do what he's doing. So, yeah, fair fucks to him. He's just doing a wonderful thing. And, and we all know that the main reason he's doing it as well is to give more um, coverage to his charity, you yeah. know, that he's set and that's up. The thing. Second Again, chance. Yeah, yeah, sorry. And that's another thing with Tony Adams. I mean, we, we say about him being through the mill and being in that place and not having what you'd have. If he was going through that now, he'd have the opportunities to the, the respective uh, charities or whatever. Sporting chance, not second Sport, chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the respective rehabs and all that to set, uh, set up now because of, mainly because of him. Because he went through, he was going through that Wenger reached out and basically helped him and got him on the right back on the right path again and got his head in the in the right frame of mind and off the pitch when he's obviously at near the end of his when he started getting himself sorted and all that. He said he said as you say, he's set up this charity that's been going for over twenty five years now. So mm. that even like that, so Paul Mercer that was it I mean Paul Mercer's been going on now when he's had his problems as well over the years, even playing mm. and since retiring and things like that. And not just in terms of, in, again, this, this rehab charity that he has isn't just be, just set up for addictions of any sort. It's for mental health. Da, 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 da. It's a broad spectrum of things. It's helping out modern day footballers now. Mm. And as you say, him doing what he's doing, putting more of a, a, bit, a, more, a bigger light on that now. Yeah, and definitely. More people are coaching, coming out but, talking about the problems. No, as exactly. A result. No, exactly, and fair play, and fair play to him for doing what he'd done, and uh, that it makes me proud, even more proud that he was part of my cup of our support. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. More needs to be more people like him out there. Yeah, one hundred percent, and yeah, good luck to him, and hopefully, as I say, the Arsenal fans get behind him and get him over that, get him that trophy. That how how funny would that be if he actually went on went on to win it because the Arsenal fans just got behind him and voted him. <laughs> Non create different accounts as this, that, and the other. That's why they've done it the way they have. Boom. That's why they've done it so that the it can't just be down to the fans, I'm sure, because they don't want it to be rigged in that way by certain sections of the well, they haven't met so. Arsenal fans yet, have they? <laughs> <laughs> we win, we win, votes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No personal Arsenal fans that watching this, by the way, but we win votes. So he's an Arsenal man, you help him out, you get him that trophy. That'd be brilliant. Now he's he would have retired 2002. He retired, so he retired in 2002 from footballing, from football completely. 2020, 2022 now, 20 years later, comes comes not out of retirement, but comes back onto the into a competition and wins it. <laughs> and Tottenham ain't one. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh dear. Uh, Colonel's in the chat. It says, "My dad, my dad's done karaoke in the pub, and you get a few pints in him first though. Yeah, snap, <laughs> Colonel. I've done, I've done on the same. I don't. Once I got on it, I couldn't get off. It was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know, <laughs> basically hammered. But yeah, and you think you sound like you know, 
prime you know i don't know you name a singer prime prince or someone like that uh, george michael prince yeah George michael michael. Jackson, exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah you think you sound the bollocks when you actually had a few when you're on there no worries guys i'll make you i might make you mod on there in a bit good bear with me a sec but um in terms of wrapping things up, obviously I, I was I was on here. I literally because of I watched the Man City Liverpool Liverpool Man City game, and as it's finishing, I have to, I've had to come up and get ready for the women's game. Oh, mm. and obviously, so I've come in, certainly all up. And my brother's popped into the chat and he's saying, "This is what Gary Neville's saying. This is what Mikel Richards is saying." Mikel Richards again, we've praised him. We praise him again now because Gary Neville yet again. We're what we're ten games in, nine wins, one defeat in the league, top of the league, four points clear. And he's still he's still convinced we're going to fall yeah. apart and we're going to finish when Newcastle are and they're sick at the moment. Yeah. So he's banking. He's that depressed about his own club. He's banking and begging the footballing gods, basically, that Arsenal can have a complete meltdown from here on in. Yeah, he don't want us to win the league before Man United do. <clears throat> Well, it's just, it's, I know he's, he's saying we're going to struggle to get in top four. Still, he still thinks it's a struggle yeah, for us to get in top yeah. four. Now, basically, I mean, can I just say <laughs> it's our best start since 1904? Do you know how long ago that is? A league 118 start. years. Yeah, 118 years. It's our best league start for that long, and he still thinks we're going to struggle to get top four, mate. Now, the last four teams. I'm not going to get too carried away myself, right? But this is a stat. It's not like. Just pl- plucking it out of the air. The last four teams that have won the last, the first nine, sorry, that have won nine of their first ten games, have won the league. The yeah. last four teams that have done that. So let him still think we're going to be struggling to get top four. Let's just just let him think that because when it gets to the end of the season, I'm not saying we're going to win it, but when we do a lot better than he thinks, you know, he's just going to look an even bigger mug than he already does. So uh, let's just let him do that. But I just find it pathetic. There's got to a point. It's just like, like, really, come. Are you that bitter? I, I know. He's, I know. Again, I know he's ex-Manchester and he loves his club and he doesn't hide it either. This is a, this is the thing. You don't, wouldn't expect him because obviously he's tied to United, but he's that bitter about Arsenal. What we did to him in his playing career in terms of the, the double winning season and the two double winning seasons, sorry, and the, the invincible season as well. He's that bitter over them moments that and that rivalry that he has to dig us out basically and wish the worst in us basically we are as you say this is our best league start in over 100 odd years period no and it's been our best premier league as best premier league start as well ever and he's that butt hurt because he's Man United because he's Man United side. I'm nowhere near where we are. I said this last night. Where Ten Hag has come in, it's very similar to where Arteta had to do when he came in. A lot of bad eggs, too many clips, got to get all this out, get his own team together. And now he knows that, but he's seen Arteta now come out on the right side after what happened at the start of last season. He's that was now seeing the opposite and was we're seeing the Consistently positive results week in week out, not just in the league now, but in all competitions as it stands. As it stands, starts water in October for quite a We're top, but we're we are top of the league by four clear points. It's not much, but it's four clear points to a Man City side. It's, that are in their team. 
Exactly. You say it's not much, but against this Man City team, it's massive. Because we can afford to lose next weekend and we'll still be top, whatever happens. You know, how, how it's unbelievable, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I mean, let's just really enjoy it as each week goes past and just see who it takes us. Mm. <clears throat> I used to be on um, the Cameron Fodder channel, Colin, quite often back in the day. It hasn't happened for quite a while, but give my regards to Alex. Uh, he bought me... his. Good wife went to, um, uh, oh God, Columbia, where she's from, and got me a, a Columbia top once, which I still got upstairs, still wear it every now and then, which is very, very kind of him. So, yeah, just to give my regards to Alex, it's a good channel. Yeah, and uh, again, when I actually used to, uh, I used to be on Alex's channel a couple, a few times, it's been, it's been a while, and Vice versa, he used to come on here as well. When he yeah, could. yeah, same, same. He used to be on yeah. my channel as well. He never, yeah, he never sang a Barry White song. As far as I remember, <laughs> he never sang a Barry White. No, I've never heard him do that. <laughs> um, but when I go to, as I say, we're talking about going level. But whereas again, as you talk, my brother's putting it was putting it in the chat yesterday. When Mickey Richards is saying, "Hang on, when do we when do we give Arsenal the credit that they deserve?" They, as I said, he goes, he, he says, we've been saying 10 games in, four points clear of City. We're in October. When do you give them a break and actually, and actually praise them for what they're doing here? And again, Arsenal fans, we're all Arsenal fans here. Most of us in the chat, and most of them in the chat as well, apart from Stefan, but even he'll be honest as well as a neutral. Start of the season, none of us would have thought we'd be in this position in terms of top of the league, let alone four points clear or anything clear that our thing was just to get back in to get in that top four we thought it'd be a fight for top four but we're 27 points out of 30 that's mad I know, I know what it, do people mostly say they don't they, quite often you hear the, the phrase well you don't look at the Premier League table until 10 games have gone 10 games in yeah we're 10 games in now so look at the table Gary Neville yeah, please. We're four, we're four point four points clear, unless you haven't noticed, mate. No, it, uh, it's uh, it's, oh, it's it's just it's bitterness. I know it's bitterness, and it's but it's just annoying. And it's uh, the Jamie Howard's note that all these ex players that probably played for either United or Tottenham, they're so bitter and twisted. And it's just like if you're not going to be unbiased and actually give a proper, honest opinion on the situation without being biased, don't bother. Because it's just—it's it, like, in one sense, it's like okay, you do what you want to do. In one sense, we're going to the Vader. but in another sense, as an as an Arsenal fan, I want to see us get some fucking praise. We've been through the mill as fans. We have been put through the mill in terms of performances and league finishes and things like that for the last decade plus. We have finally started a season the way we have. I'm not saying we're going to again. We're not saying we're not saying we are winning the league. But why can't we? At this moment in time, why can't we? Exactly. We are the we are the form team in the league. Absolutely. No, I mean this the the football we're, that we're playing is completely repeatable week on week. You know, it, when you win nine games out of the first ten, that is not. By luck, you know, you can't do that by luck. You know, there's something that's working and going well. And even Wenger at his peak didn't have a start like this. 
No. You know, so, you know, I've said this before, so I keep repeating myself, but it's really relevant, sorry, but when Leicester won the league, every week, as each week went past and it was coming up to Christmas, we all thought it's going to come to an end soon. They're going to be one of these teams that had a great first half of the season and go off a cliff. They're going to start losing games. It just didn't happen week after week after week. They just kept winning because mm. everything was just gelling. Everything was perfect. They were lucky with injuries. People thought they were hitting form all at the right time. Everything was just like a perfect season for them. There was just no major problems throughout that season. It just kept going and going and going. And why can't that happen to us? You know, it's... Uh, I mean, even if we don't quite win it, at least we can give it our bloody best shot. And you know, what's the what's the saying? Is if you reach for the stars, you might hit the moon or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know, we might finish second, or even worst comes to worst, we might finish third or something like that. But I mean, that's still a fantastic season compared to mm. what we wanted before the first ball was kicked. So, um, yeah. I don't see why it can't just carry on. I'm not, like I say, I'm not going to give in to that feeling just yet. But um, I said quite early on, you know, even jokingly said we're going to win every game, did not at the beginning of the season. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> I was far off, mate. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. I'm mate, you're going to be beating United now. It'll be 10 games in, 10 wins. Right? <laughs> mate. I know, no. The whole in my pre-season the league will be shitting themselves. I'll, I'll be clipping. Part. I'll be clipping up my show that I did before the season started. And I'm putting it everywhere, thinking I'm some kind of <laughs> oracle. <laughs> oracle, yeah. But um, no, literally. But no, I mean, I don't. I don't see why we're not going to be competitive right the way through the season because the, you know what I mean. The only thing that's going to hit us really hard is if we if we really get hit by injuries to key players and. But the same goes for every season, every team. And I've said this before yeah. with regard to Harland. What if Harland goes, goes he's down? He's notorious for it. He's notorious for getting, two, uh, getting an injury. It takes him out for two to three months. I know. And, and like I said, they sold Raheem Sterling and they've sold Jesus to us. So, yeah. they, you know, it's three strikers down. You know, they sold two and they bought one. Okay, he's an amazing cyborg. But if he goes missing, like, because of injury, then... They're going to be three strikers down from last season if that happened. If you, mm. if you get my drift, I mean, I know yeah. they brought in Alvarez, is it? Um, but he's he's a really raw young player who's only just coming to the league, so they'll be relying on him to score all their goals all of a sudden. Him and uh, mm. you know, they've got some good wide players, but they don't score huge not out and out. They're, they're full not, not proper strikers, no. Yeah, exactly. So they'd be struggling. Any team would struggle if they lose their key players, but that's our biggest worry. So that's where I, going back to what we said earlier in this show, why we really have to go really big in, in January and see if we can get our targets in early. And I said, if, we, if we're going to earmark someone for next summer, for example, bring it forward. I mean, hmm. we've got to really speculate to accumulate this January because it's all there for us if we do. And we made a terrible mistake last January. Let's not do it again. No, no exactly. And again, I hope the club have learnt, would have learned from that mistake in last last season. But we obviously will see. I think 
a lot of people uh, Stefan saying in the chat see where we are in December that we've got four between now and December we've got four more league games uh, Southampton Sunday not the forest Chelsea Wolves mm. if we if we get 12 and I'm saying we are going to get but if we do get 12 points or 10 points out of 12 in the next 12, in the next four games going into that World Cup we're first and mm. Yeah, by that by that standard, and we are in the title race. Then come, yeah, the next on Boxing Day. Have we got? Did you, sorry if you just said it. Have we got what four league games left until the four World league Cup? Games, yeah, got Southampton four. away. Yeah, Southampton away. So if we lose three, if sorry, if we win three and draw and lose one, we're still top by yeah, point. We're still top. That's. I mean, that's. <laughs> what more can you ask for? I mean, we sh really should do that. We really should. Win three of the four games. And if we, and then at the end of the, the one game, we're saying it's a possibility, maybe not. It's Chelsea, but if we do beat Chelsea, that's 12 points. That's, again, that's literally almost maximum points this season going into the, going into basically the break period. And then you've got Boxing Day, West Ham at home mm. after the World Cup. And then I got, who is it afterwards? But I can't remember who it was, who we got after West Ham. But then you've got January, the January window. So we've got Chelsea's well, number the last few seasons as well. Yeah, especially at the bridge as well. I think we up. Yeah, we're away as well. And Biden, maybe never know. The, the, the new manager bounce that they're having could wear off Biden as well. Um, let me say we've had their number for the last two years in the in the league side of things. Beating one nil the year before, four two. Is it one? Yeah, one nil the year before and four two last last season, as we know, Eddie and Getty and all that. And we've been, of course, improved since then. If we if we do go down, if we can get 12, 10 to 12 points, we're going into, going into that break. We, we, as far as I'm concerned, in that, in that case, then we are in no doubt exactly. a title, title charge, a title race, title charge, whatever you want to call it. We are in it. I know. And like Russ said, that postponement City game might just have been the bit of luck we needed. You yeah. never know, Russ. It might go one further because by the time we get to play them, because we're going to have to play them twice, obviously, after Christmas. But when they come around, you never know. Harlan might be injured at that point. Mm. And <laughs> we could have been playing them. We could have been playing them like this, this coming on the back Wednesday of the or Thursday, yeah. whatever it was. It would, have been it would have been a Wednesday game. Yeah. So it might be the case that when that comes around, the they're, they're suffering with injuries. I mean, we might be suffering with injuries as well, but you never know. But you never know. It could be we could have even more luck by the fact that when they come round, he could be out of the squad, out of the team. It's, you just, it could be one of these things where everything just seems to fall in place for us this season. All the luck sort of comes our way, sort of thing. Yeah, touching wood as we say that, but you never know. It could happen. Yeah, and was the comment been up here for a while? But the guy says in the chat, that's why I'm I'm okay to look at Arsenal season one match at a time, thirty eight tests. Try to parch each each of them. Can't win all in one go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Again, but I'm happy. I'm happy with my team going. Ross or going under the radar. So, all due respect. But at the same time, I don't. I'd like to get some recognition for Arteta because whatever he's been through, especially last back at the start of last season, and then the back end of last season, last season as well, from the pandemic side of things. Just give him some recognition and say, look, he's doing a good job. 
in the circumstances. You're going up against a country run club for crying out loud as it stands. Mm. Give them that recognition for crying out loud. The student is beating the teacher currently, and uh, currently, it'd be amazing if he continues to do so. But it's like Stefan said, I can't see Harlan getting injured to be honest. But the last two seasons, Stefan, that's what he's he done. missed. He missed a long, long period in both of the last two seasons with uh, Dortmund. So he is mm. fairly injury prone if you look back at his history as well. Mm. It's always the same. In- it's always the same injury. Sorry. And it's not just like a couple of weeks he's been out either. It's, it's been several months he's been out in total. So um, we can all hope. Yeah. Uh, Colleen's also saying, I believe we as fans have to keep the pressure on during the good and bad times alike. Alike, sorry. Cruel game, mate, must, con- must constantly progress. Yeah, and it, we've, seen, we've seen it with Liverpool this season. They went through the good times and the fans took the, put the, foot, of the foot of the gas. In terms of the, putting their pressure on the uh, owners and all that, and the owners took their foot up to gas and went, "Okay, fans are happy. We've got a squad to, that, that can compete. We're happy now. We're not going to rebuild again." And now they're, they're well, up till yesterday. They are they've been struggling this season. Yeah. So um, again, that's, that might be a one-off because of the, the circumstances, the history as well with Anfield and Man City. That might that could have played a part as well, but. It is what it is, and we'll see what happens there. But as um, as Paul Mercer said last week on Sky, when John Barnes was giving it big eye, well, still trying to get the big eye in about Liverpool and, and all that, Arsenal, and he said it on Saturday, this Saturday, on Saturday as well, Arsenal ha- now have to lose six games on the trot, basically. And in that, in that, and in that time frame, Liverpool have to win six games on the trot mm. to catch us. And he can't see, and he's saying, I can't see it happening because how Arsenal are getting the results. And that was before Sunday. It's not really true, though, is it? We're 14 points ahead of them, so it's five games. No, but you're not, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's still five games. We have to lose five games, have to win five games at the same time. And it's, I just can't see that happening this season. I really can't. And I mean, and again, again, you say about historically about the cl- um, teams that win the amount, the amount of games we've won, going to win the title. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned once we was it not last week, the week before, after the Tottenham game. Um, yeah. What was it? Um, the stat that basically got to the, any, any team that gets the amount of points that we had, had achieved at that point always get always finishes in the top four. Yeah, but you know, all the other funny all thing. There, they're, they're, they're there. They improve again. We improve. We mentioned this. Was it yeah, last season? We mentioned it in the podcast going into last season that after X amount of games, we need to be on the twenty and on the just on the twenty point mark mm. after after around ten games. Well, do you remember the yeah, like last season? We the the topic was twenty one. Yeah, that was the it. ten games. That's we yep. did a whole show on it. Yep, and look where we are. After ten games this season, twenty-seven. <laughs> it's, it's mad. We were really desperately wanting twenty-one games after ten, twenty-one points after ten games. All twenty-one games have been top still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, right? How, how many people were saying, "Oh, you know, before the Tottenham and Liverpool games, oh yeah, but, you know, I haven't played anyone." Yeah, big, the, 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 yeah. They've got two big games coming up. Well, you know, let's see how they do after those. 
win Tottenham game. Oh, yeah, well, let's see if we beat Liverpool. So, oh, they're beating Liverpool. Oh, yeah, but the real test, the real test is they're going to have to go and beat Man City away. That's what they have to do. Like, they're completely writing off like the, what we've done over the last few weeks and say, oh, yeah, we, we passed that Tottenham test. We passed the Liverpool test. Oh yeah, but they're not they're not really the big tests. It's gotta be you've got to go and beat Man City away now. Yeah. It's just like one thing after another. Just like we just keep batting them out of the park, batting them out of the park, batting them out of the park. Yeah, but you know, you've got to do this and got to do that now. It's just I remember it's, so, yeah, it's I just remember. one thing at a time, but it just makes yeah. you laugh, doesn't it, really? Yeah, and I remember saying I think it was on this channel or your channel uh weeks ago now, obviously. But I said, I, 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 Mark, in terms of this, this, this side of the season, this half of the season, I said, October's our key month. This is before the Man City game was moved because of the PSV situation and all that. This is going to be a huge month for us because our first two games of the, of the month at home, but it's Tottenham and Liverpool. Northland Derby, former Gats and Winder, it's Tottenham and Liverpool, who have had our number for the, the last few years under the clock, home and away. And obviously, we were Fulham City as well, but that's obviously obviously been moved. And I still, I still, even when City was moved, I still stood by that that this was our key. This was the month that, especially the start of it, mm. was going to tell tell not just us as fans, Arsenal fans, but the entire Premier League of football community where Arsenal are at this moment in time. Mm. And the, the facts don't lie. The league table doesn't lie after ten games. The, the fact that the amount of wins we've got. Exactly, well, yeah. And the football we're playing. It's annoying the Spurs work. fans as well because they keep they're having their best start in God knows how long until we're we beat the them. <laughs> exactly, and they, they keep <laughs> trying to keep up with us, keep winning and winning, winning. But I, I was watching like um, the uh, result coming, you know, watching how it was going with like the Man City and Liverpool game yesterday, and I was, I was texting my sons and I said, "Look, when Man City were really up against it and." Desperately, nothing was coming off for them. And I said, our win earlier on in the day, it started to get to them. I believe, I firmly believe that. Mm. Because we won earlier on before them. There was a the white one as well. Four, yeah, and we went four points clear of them. I think it's starting to maybe mentally, I mean, I know they've got so much more experience than us. And so, but we're the young upstarts. Arteta was his apprentice. We're the young upstarts and we are putting relentless pressure on them by continuing to win week after week after week. And I know the Spurs fans are commenting on this as well, saying, I can't believe they, they just keep winning. Mm. Why do they have to keep winning? Because they're, they're supposedly doing really well. But I think it's starting to get a little bit of pressure on Man City. I'm not saying they're cracking or anything like that, but I think it's starting to feel the pressure a little bit with our continuously mm. incessant winning. They think they should be up there by right because... Yeah, because it's of the money, spent on money they've got, manager they've got, we shouldn't be doing this. But winning early on in the day and putting that pressure on them, I think it starts to tell a little bit. We'll have to see how it goes, because uh, it's, it's quite funny to watch, really. Like I said, the the master trading the apprentice, he's not no, going to be enjoyed it. No, of course not. <laughs> no. um, imagine. Oh no! It would be a it would be a mad thing to do for him to do it. But if he does it, if Arteta does pull this off, and we do obviously go on come May lifting that trophy, and I think 
to it and say we will or not. But if we if we are going to be unbearable, guys. You know the funny thing is, the the (laughs) longest we've gone between winning the 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 leagues is eighteen years. Yeah, and it's eighteen years at the moment since we last won the league. (laughs) No pressure, Arsenal. No pressure. (laughs) Honestly, I've been saying this for two or three years. I've been saying it's eighteen years. It's the longest gap we've ever had, and it's happened twice. It's happened twice. We've gone 18 years between winning the league. And currently, it's 18 years. Now, technically, (laughs) it'll be 19 years if we win it at the end of this year. But when the season started, it's still 18. So (laughs) it's a bit weird how it's working out. But early days, early days. It's just just a weird omen. It would be. That would be... uh... It's very that weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I won't complain, but it was scary. <laughs> when you look at it in the record books, you, your eye will be drawn to 2022, 20, and then the 23s afterwards. So it, yeah. when you look at it, it will look like 18 years, which is the same. So it's a bit weird. Well, especially with next year, next season's the 20th anniversary as well of the Invisible Season. <laughs> oh, okay. This is getting weird. This is getting uh, that would be. <laughs> Jeez, so next year, be... next year is the invincible year again. Yeah, let's do it. I'm beaten, hundred percent. Let's not let's not just go and beaten though. Let's win every game. Let's have one off. Then let's see them complain about the invincible season. Let's see yeah. them complain about that then. Oh yeah, it's oh, just luck. It's just luck. Everyone else is everyone else is in a bit of a bad moment. So that's the only reason they're doing it. <laughs> City just disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> Pep's, Pep, honestly, if Pep loses the no, to, to Arteta this season, would you put it past him walking out in the summer? Well, no, I was about to say they mentioned it yesterday. He's in he's in the last year of his contract. They're in, they're in apparently negotiations, but he can't be in the last year of his contract. So imagine if he doesn't sign a new contract. And then City lose the title to Arsenal. He's apprentice. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, I want to stay to def- win it back, but I can't because they don't want me now. <laughs> All the way to Arteta. They want Arteta. They <laughs> can piss off. <laughs> um, Paul, you got things up. Says, uh, Colin says, if we challenge for the league come season's end, I will put my hand up and say oh, I was wrong about Arteta. Until then, I'm apprehensive and well, not you know, winning, England, being yeah. top of the league by four points and winning nine out of the first ten still you're still on the fence at least at least you're in touch with me I'm just joking yeah. mate. I'm just joking no, yeah. it, at least he's been honest and so, saying look I don't want to no. get carried away I'm, I'm not having a go at you just pulling your leg <laughs> Uh, Stefan saying invincible season for everyone. Wigand, only Arsenal, the red and white of Arsenal. I know Celtic did it recently. Sespia, but Sespia have gone out now. Well, beating Liverpool ain't for everyone, obviously, after yesterday. But I said, I said it last night in terms of the, oh. terms of the uh, women's stream. I, I did at the start of it. I was saying, look, the longer this goes on, this obviously no one else getting near <coughs> near and near an invincible season. Or, as you're doing in the invisible seasons, that's winning the league in a normal 
circumstances, whatever, people need to respect on what was done 19 years ago. They need to start doing it because we don't get them. Yes, it was 12 draws and all that, but we grounded it. Some of, them, some of them were unlucky not to win in, them, in terms of them draws. Yeah, but also the wins. draws, we, we could have lost those games and we came back to not lose them, yeah, which is... No, talk about mentality monsters that nowadays everyone's going on about Liverpool and everyone being mentality monsters. And I ain't arguing with them because they've been amazing. But that we were back then as well, not to lose those games. No, exactly. And when you think that when we assembled that squad, the the money it was spent compared to what you've seen since then in terms of Chelsea, Roman Abramovitz under that era, the amount of money he spent in this in the first few years, and then they couldn't get, they couldn't get near, like, they couldn't do it. Liverpool, Liverpool came closest in my opinion, but they even they found it hard. The mentality monsters up under cop, they they couldn't do it. They've mentally done them. The amount of billions Man City have spent just under Pep Guardiola, not including all the other managers under this ownership, mm. and they've not they've not done it. No. Yet I've got the hundred dissing Chorians and all that, but they'd never got an undefeated season. No, it, it shows exactly. how hard it is. It, it is hard. <laughs> I've seen a few of the comments. Uh, yeah, channel saying how many ti- how many titles would Arsenal have? Would Arsenal? Oh, was it? Was it? Titles would Arsenal I literally have. thought that yeah. said titties then. I was just making sure um, <laughs> he's, he's over, he put an extra T in there, but <laughs> well, you, yeah, he did put titles, but he put an extra yeah. T in the titles. Um, yeah, I, no, I, I've said that, Colonel, before. The stadium. I genuinely think we would have been, we would have had more titles if we hadn't won the stadium, bought the stadium. We wouldn't have never had that debt. We would never had that debt to pay back. We wouldn't have had to be selling our best players summer after summer after summer. We'd have been still been in that beautiful stadium. But um, I know, I know. We need, we needed the Emirates. People said people keep telling me we needed the Emirates. We needed the more income, blah blah blah, to keep up. And maybe we did. Obviously, we had to move. It was still heart wrenching, but yeah. we're starting to build our own history in the Emirates now. It's starting to feel like more like our home. And if we can do something really special um, this season especially, it it would really start creating the, its own its own history, this mm. new stadium that we've got. And everyone's heard all the comments about the, you know how incredible the atmosphere is at the Emirates now and it's never been like this before in all the time I've been at the Emirates, apart from one-off games here and there, scattered around like the Barcelona game, a few the North London derbies here and there. But it's consistently like it week in, week out now, no matter who our opposition is. Yeah. the We're lifting the, the roof off the stadium and it's finally starting to feel like a real fortress once again, isn't it? Like we the Emirates used to be in years gone by. Yeah. We've never had this feeling at the Emirates before. We've never had this fortress-like atmosphere there. And it started, yeah, even if it doesn't matter who we're playing, we could be playing Barcelona, we could be playing Southampton, it doesn't matter. It's the same every week now. And that's what it's always needed to be like. And we're finally there. And that's why I just 
hope to God it, it can continue on and on and on well past this season uh, into the future because yeah, we'll start rewriting, rewriting history again. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've been called Dirty Andrew. <laughs> 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 oh, Connie says that the Arsenal as well. And I think with that, we're going to wrap things up, guys. Um, before we go, actually, Thursday, we've got two games, actually, women, the women's game on Wednesday as well. What are your school predictions for Wednesday and Thursday? The women. Oh yeah, and I, I predicted the women were going to beat Man City as well, didn't I last week? You did actually, yeah. <laughs> Knew it. Knew it. Um, it's really interesting. With, with is there any more news lately on Zinchenko whether he's going to be back next weekend? I mean, it's, it's gone very quiet so. around him, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's not. It seems to be going to the games and all and traveling, so. In terms of being, he's not been on the bench yet, though, is he, or anything? But I really hope he's back next week. Well, um, I'd like to think so. We've heard nothing think, different since. I think being back at the Emirates on Thursday is going to be so much more of a a good game for us as a team, and it's, we're finally getting you know a bit more consistency in. In having two separate teams playing, one at the weekend, one on a Thursday, it's getting more consistent now. They're getting more used to playing together as each week progresses. And being back on the carpet on Thursday, I'm really confident we're going to have another good performance, much better than last Thursday. A um, bit more back to being, you know, more like us, like mm. earlier in the season. I think I'll go for like a two nil win on Thursday with our regular. Europa League lineup, mm-hmm. and um, Southampton's away, isn't it? It's it? on Sunday, two o'clock kickoff. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough game again. I know we keep saying this every week, but they're starting to find a bit of form and fighting for their manager now. Um, they had big, a good result at the weekend, didn't they? They've got a big um, game on Wednesday as well against Bournemouth away. That yeah, could, that could be local. interesting. Yeah, so it's fairly local derby, isn't it, for them mm. down there on the south coast? But they, uh, when they want to play, they can really turn on the good performance. You know, when at their best, they're like Bielsa, Bielsa's leads with the way they press mm. and play. They, I, I saw some really good matches that they played like that. If they can continue playing like that, they, they'll be all right. But it's a real Jekyll and Hyde team, Southampton. Yeah. Um, but I still fancy us to win. But it's, it's never been an easy place for us to go, is it? We've, we always seem to falter there. Going back the last few years. I would say we'll sneak it 2-1. I don't think it'll be a lot harder than people think. And it'll... Yeah, I'll go for 2-0 on Thursday and 2-1 on, on Sunday. And what about the women's team on Wednesday against Leon, the defending champions, Daniel van der Donk, and all that? Beth Mead against OX. I think it's going to find it really hard. Away from home as well, by the way. Just yeah, we are. Yeah, I don't think we played brilliantly yesterday, did we? One of win. We just weren't clinical enough. We created chances, just weren't clinical. I know we need. I don't... I know she scored. I still got my doubts yeah, about. I um, said this last night. I lost striker. my mind. I literally lost. I've been my saying mind. it since she started. Sorry, thirty seconds in last night. 
And we had that opportunity. Uh, literally I haven't seen the game, so. Oh, well, you yeah. see the highlights. Basically, the first opportunity we have is 30 seconds into the game. So he's one on the world. He's one on one. No defender around, but with the goalkeeper, basically. Opens up the body. But then, literally, the shot is basically at the goalkeeper. Mm. And I was just like, Arthur. Oh. And the goal he scores was a harder chance than the goal yeah. he, the chance he missed. I'm like, no, no. I don't, I've said from the start, haven't I? I don't think she's a natural goal scorer. She's got a lot of pace and good power. What's the, what's but the I don't think me? she's a finisher. No. And what's, and what's frustrating me even more, it seems that Iwabuchi's been sort of phased out. Like, she gets, she's, start when she started last season, she was playing, scoring goals, one of our best players. She had a little injury and then she went up to play for a country in the Women's Asia Cup back in January. And ever since then, I can't, I can't remember the t- since she's come, since she's come. I don't think she's played. played. But she's on the bench all the time. Well, you know why? Because because of Black Stenius. Because because of her, um, Miedemar is playing as a number 10 instead of a striker, which I think she's, she does really well as a number 10. But we're missing all the Miedemar's goals because he, he wants Black Stenius up front. So he's pushed Miedemar back into the midfield and now there's no place for Iwabuchi anymore. Mm. So get rid of Black Stenius onto the bench, put Miedemar back as a number nine, and have Iwabuchi behind her. But um, he won't I, do that. And that's why I've still got my doubts about him as well. Yeah. I really like him. But I I've, I've never... I've, you know, like Colin, like in the chat, has been saying he's very much on the fence about Arteta. I'm exactly the same with him. Yeah. Jonas Siedeveld. I like him as a guy. He says all the right things, but I don't think he's very tactically astute. I really don't. He, he struggles against anyone that's half-decent as a manager up against him. We beat up as a team all of the lower teams we should beat uh, at Arsenal. Normally, but yeah. as soon as we come up against someone, you know, Chelsea, we beat them once last season. But when it really mattered in the FA Cup final, they embarrassed us. They generally embarrass us when we Not play against the FA Cup again in the semi-final of, that, of last season. They... And for this, for this reason, I'm not confident at all against Leon. I think we could get spanked like we did against Barcelona. Oh God, I'm not even. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat us three or four. Mm. I'm being completely honest, so I'm not confident at all, mate. To be honest with you, because I just think that we go missing in those big games when it when it pushed comes to shove. Well, we haven't we haven't even got our centre backs. We've got our first two centre backs are both injured. One got in. Rafael, um, she got injured before the international break. And then some bright spark, probably for Chelsea, who decided to take Leo out in, 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 in the bloody training for internationals for England. And she, apparently, I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but she was the she left um, St. George's on a fucking a boot around her. I don't think she's yeah. wearing it now because she's been seen photographed out and about with other team, ex, uh, internet England teammates, and looking the business, obviously. Mm. There's, no, there's no sign of a boot around her, but. It's so annoying, and then those boots are just literally Velcro things that you put around. It. It's not, yeah, but it's still, it doesn't it's have still to be major, but it could be very precautionary. But yeah, we lose both our first choice defenders. But Raffaelli, <coughs> I'm at the moment. She's genuinely, I think, one of our very, very best players. Uh, earlier in the season, 
I was, I can't remember the match in particular. I was watching her and her movement on the ball. She was, she was the best player on the park in any position. She mm. was causing havoc up front when she was like up there for um, attacking set pieces, etc. She was bringing the ball into midfield and her touch and composure and passing were probably the best I've, I've ever seen for an Arsenal player. And that's that's high mm. praise, like for any of. The, mm. It was one of the best performances, and I thought she would not be out of place in any team in the world. I'm telling you now. And then she gets injured, and yeah. we missed her last season as well for injury. And um, still high cup. Definitely, her and Leah are the best centre back pairing in in women's football that I've seen, and that goes mm. for any foreign teams well, like Barcelona anyway I think they would be able to be the centre-back pairing for any team in world football with their composure and their, their ability on the ball but <coughs> missing them if they're both missing I know that Raphael is going to be missing for a while but if Leah's missing as well that makes it even worse mate and honestly it could be even worse than what I predicted um, what, what, what was even more concerning yesterday when obviously we know they're both out but the back, the centre back pen was Lottie, which is a natural centre back, so no problem there. She's out of form. But he put he put Steph Catley, he put Steph Catley next to her instead of Jane Beatty, a natural centre back. Yeah, but thank God. I mean, Jane Beatty's not good enough to play for Arsenal Football Club. I mean, she's a wonderful servant to the club, and they gave her this contract. Yeah, because I, I think she's doing her coaching badges and she wants to stay at the club, which is all I'm all for. Yeah, but you can't be that. Can't be that sentimental. If you, you can't give her another contract, she's well, just simply. What I think was not good enough. Team, for me, it, last night was against a team like Reading. We could have tested the waters there, and then put mixed, messed about on Wednesday. In terms of Lottie alongside someone else, but just to settle the nerves, because obviously that's nerve wracking for Lottie. Like I say, she's out, of, not in form. She hasn't played much as well, just to set set all nerves. I was some of the alongside her that mm. is a natural centre back. But yeah, it is what it is. we got out of there by skin of our teeth in the end. But hey, absolutely. But yeah, I've got no hope for the game against Leon, unfortunately. <laughs> I guess that's not. I hope to be proven wrong. Obviously, Joe's coming back. Imagine mm. Joe comes back to Juventus. Yeah, and. Puts Jonas uh, in an absolute masterclass of how to actually coach a team with decent players. Mm. But he was on. He was. A, he was guy he, again. He I don't think he was quite up to scratch either. He had his moments, but yeah, yeah, he had his moments. But I don't think he's like a world class manager either. With uh, you know, it, anyway, <coughs> for, for another day now. So I'm gonna yeah, uh, have to shoot yeah. now, mate. So we'll discuss yeah, it another time. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, thanks obviously, Andrew, for coming along and taking part in the podcast tonight. You've got your podcast tomorrow, haven't you? Yes, yeah. So please come along, everyone, to from Dial Square to Where tomorrow at 7 30. That'd be lovely. See some of you in the chat. Come along and support the channel, and hopefully you'll be there, Ryan, and uh yeah. some other yet to be announced guests will be on. Um, hopefully come Jan and, and some more so please come along for some more chat tomorrow night 
yeah, definitely. And um, I think now, yes, I should be available for tomorrow. I'll, double ch- I'll confirm that in the morning, you know, early afternoon with you, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I think now. In terms of this channel, I'm currently to sort out James as well. I need to talk to James as well because he wants to do a preview of us before the PSV game. So you sort of get that in somewhere and get that sorted between now and Thursday. Definitely doing the watch long on Wednesday. Put myself through that hell. That could be interesting. So tune in for that. That could be very interesting. Be honest. Um, at the hell, and then obviously Thursday itself, main event, Europa League, are. Uh, Technically, fourth game to catch us up with everyone else in the group. Um, at home to PSV, Van Nistelrooy, the Van Nistelrooy factor, and all that jazz. We're going to go through that, me and the guys. And then, what's that Thursday? So, Friday, we'll be in a podcast in reaction, not reaction, in reviewing, previewing, sorry, the upcoming game against Southampton over the weekend and all that jazz that we always do. And then Saturday, match of the day stream, even though last night I'm playing, just keep, uh, keep an eye on the rivals and around us and all that jazz and the lesser teams and the, what, what's going on there. And then Sunday, Sunday's going to be interesting because I've got to do either one one main, one back-to-back stream in terms of Arsenal, uh, Liverpool, lady, Liverpool women versus Arsenal will be at 12 o'clock and straight away just continue on, bring the guys in for the women, for the men's game as well. Or just do, do separate streams back to back, basically. But I've got to decide that very, very soon because it's literally like 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock kickoffs. Yeah, I'm probably going to miss both of them with my son's football. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, well, one might not be so bad in terms of missing because it's Giannis in, uh, at the helm. So, Well, if you can't, we should beat this Liverpool scene. Well, I think that they're not much good. We should, but come on. Pardon the pun, but they're not much cop, are they? Literally. Um, they don't even play it anywhere either most of the time anyway they play it fucking Tremor Rovers are crying out loud but we should win that but obviously you know it's been you know, that's probably fucking up somehow and then obviously the men's going to say do that and then either this Sunday or the following time me and I've got to talk offline about this actually we'll keep you updated near, over the week obviously or a couple of weeks ahead but uh, we will be bringing back our uh, weekly show, basically a weekly show that we were doing before. It took a little hiatus mm. for personal reasons, but it's now we're now back both podcasting, obviously. And uh, yeah, we will bring that back either this Sunday or the following Sunday. But obviously, we'll let you know definitely near the time. So keep an eye out for that. And then back again on Monday for the reaction of Southampton's game. So busy, 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 busy week. Oh, we we'll die. <laughs> Anyway, I'll catch you guys on the other side. The audio for this will be out in the next 30 to 40 minutes, guys. So if you are listening to this, listening to this over on Spotify or any audio, any of the audio um, podcasting platforms, do do share it about that massively helps. And if you're listening on Spotify or Google or Apple, give us a five star rate or rate us out of five stars. It massively again, it massively helps us grow the audio side of the platform as well and do share it about it. It's massively uh, appreciated if you do do that. And if you, in terms of the channel, do smash that like button, do share and do um, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you, want become, if you want to become a member, all the details at the bottom here across the screen. There's two levels, 99p or £2.99. Just go to uh, click join um Joint uh, channel membership. It gives you all the options and what the what you, what you get, what the benefits are, this and the other, and all uh, 
all fees raised basically go towards the channel improving the quality of what you're getting, guys. So, yeah, in terms of that, I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening, morning, or afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And we'll see you on the other side. For all you little rival pricks out there going out a little bitch at Arsenal, we're still top of the league. Tough. We're enjoying it. Don't like it. I don't care. Arsenal, are, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying we're back because I'm not, I'm not very them, but we are on the right trajectory going forward. In the right, we're going in the right direction. If you don't like it, we ain't got a choice because uh, we ain't going anywhere. Until then, see you later. Up the Arsenal. Come on, you guys. We are, we are top of the league. We are top of the league. I said, we are top of the league. Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel, and whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Thank you.